So, 2020, the year of COVID-19. How many of you would have believed that you would be alive in this event of the century? Once it, but you and I, we have been through it. But what you probably don't know is this. During the first shutdown, I was quite happy because Sundays were so easy. I didn't have to preach two or three times. I could just sit at home, get up late, turn on the computer, the TV whenever I felt like it, watch the program. It's usually me preaching. If it was a bit boring, I'd just turn it off. Any song I didn't like, I didn't have to sing. When I'd had enough, I thought, click, I'm out of here. And so it was, it was kind of like, wow. I thought, thank you, Jesus. This is a sabbatical. And, uh, <clears throat> but then after a while, I thought, oh, this is not feeling so good. And I began to realize how important church was and how important each of you were. And, you know, not being able to see you, uh, you know, preaching into a camera is okay. But cameras aren't as good looking as you are. And cameras don't give you any feedback. They don't even give you body language. Well, one good thing about cameras is they don't fall asleep like some <laughs> do here. All right. So, you know, I began to realize that, you know, COVID-19 uh, made me realize how important church is. So I want to go to Psalm 84, interesting psalm here, um, where the, the, the psalmists say this, Oh, how lovely is your tabernacle, speaking of the church, O Lord of hosts. Listen to this. My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord, for the house of God. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Go to verse 10. I love this. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a housekeeper, a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Tents of the wicked. That deserves a clap. All right, there. Because you are. You are a day here today in the courts of the Lord, and that's better than a thousand elsewhere. So, um, you know, the tabernacle here is the house of God, and the psalmist here is clearly, deeply, desperately missing church, longing, longing to be in the house of God. And you know, I heard that many times during COVID-19 from some of you. Just say, oh, we've just got to get back to church. It just doesn't feel the same. You know, I'm missing the worship. I'm missing the people. And uh, so that you, you line up with the psalmist, so you're very much in touch with him. But also, let's go to Psalm 48. Well, I can read it to you here. In the King James Version, puts it differently. It says, great is the Lord and greatly be praised in the city of our God. Again, it's speaking of the church in the mountains of his holiness. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Zion speaks, if you look it up, about the church. And I love what Jensen Franklin says. I listened to him. He said, it doesn't matter what situation you are facing 
in life. The church is beautiful for your situation. If your kids are growing astray, the church is beautiful for your situation. If your marriage is in trouble, the church is the place to be. It's beautiful for situation. If you are discouraged, if you are depressed, if you are anxious, if you are addicted, the church is beautiful for your situation. If your finances are in trouble, if, you're, if, if things are going wrong on the left and the right, you're going through a valley experience, the church is a beautiful for your situation. The the church is the answer. The church is the hope of the world. The righteous don't run away from the church. They run into the Lord. They run into the house of God. And can I say to you, when life gets tough, it's time to run to church. Maybe right now you just walk and stroll to church, but when it gets tough, friends, you run to church. You want to be in the house of God because you know His presence will be there. You know His power will be there. You know people will be there who can encourage you and strengthen you and encourage you. You see, when you get to church, listen carefully, um, you position yourself for a miracle, for a breakthrough. How do you do that? Well, through worship. You know, you're making an effort and you're crying out to God, as many of you did today. You positioned to be touched by God. You know, when you come and sit through a whole service listening to bad preaching, you're positioned for God to speak to you and to impact your life. When, when we have times of ministry where people prayed for, you position yourself to meet with God because the church is beautiful for every and any situation. There is no greater place on the planet than the church. And I'm going to present a case for that for you today. You see, the corporate anointing of the church gathered, the Bible teaches, is much greater than the individual anointing. Isaiah 58 uh, says this, uh, Isaiah 65 verse 8 says, the new wine, which speaks the Holy Spirit, is found in the cluster, not in the single grape. You need the cluster. You know the Bible says where two or more are gathered, there am I in the midst. Why did he say that? Because he was saying that on your own you can get so far, but gathered. The anointing lifts, the anointing increases. Experimental power can be unloaded to break through in your situation. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, one person will put a thousand to flight, but your challenge needs to beat more than a thousand. Maybe you need to beat five or ten thousand. Two will put ten thousand to flight. Two are better than one. You know, Christianity was never designed to be done in isolation. It was de designed to be done, and I'll get to this later, in community. You know, I can't rest. If you know where your pastor is out, I can't rest until I see God's power, lives transformed, and breakthroughs in every single time the church meets. Whether it's in a small group, in a church, at Limitless, or in the kids' church, friends, I cannot rest because my Bible says Jesus, the signature of Jesus is miracles. Jesus is in the house. Anyone agree with that? Then the house should be full of miracles. Come on, church. Say it with me. The church should be full of miracles. I don't know how we ever lost it, but I'm telling you, we're going to get it back. We are going, stay with us, folks. We are going to get it back. I'm going to use my energy, the strength God gives me to bring this back, bring it back for God. Now, having said all this, 
I met a lady last week, interesting, down at the bank. She may be here today. And she said to me, she said, oh, after COVID-19, she said, I finally got back to church last week. And I thought, oh, gosh, COVID's been over for quite a while. So I said, uh, do you mind me asking you why? And she had a big smile on her face. She said, I'm more than happy to talk. And she said, well, pastor, she said, it just got so easy. I didn't have to get the kids dressed. Just could get up when I wanted to, flick on the computer, flick on the TV, and just sit and have my church at home. She also had elderly parents that were, you know, there was health issues there as well. She said her husband came to church, and she, he kept saying to her, you need to come to church. It is different. She sort of said, oh, what's different? Finally, she came last Sunday, and she said, I was so impacted by the service. My husband was right. It is different. And she said, from now on, I'll be in church with my kids every Sunday. There are miracles, there's power, there's impartation, there's transformation in the house. Something special does take place. Now, having said that, you know, I, today I just want you to hear my cry, all right? Just want something coming from my heart. Because church is, is, is huge for me. It's not just because I'm the pastor. You know, I've been in church 40 years, every Sunday, never missed. I can't remember ever missing, probably did once or twice. Been here every Sunday. And it's been the, been, been the greatest thing in my life. I found my wife here. You know, my, my daughter was born throughout our time in church. We found a husband there, got grandchildren here. I found my purpose. I found my future. I found friends. I found so many answers. I found purpose in life. I, I'm more happy and joyful than I've ever been. I thank God I found the church. Anybody else here with me? I thank God I found the church. I thank God I found the church. I thank God I found the church. It has been such a source of strength, encouragement, future, purpose. It's done more for me, friends, than any other organization on the planet. The church is the hope of the world. The church is the answer to today's society. If ever we needed the church, we need it today. And friends, having said that, I understand we have, you know, we have people watching us online, on TV, and that's fantastic. Hey, online people, your family, we love you. I know some of you can't get here because of age, health reasons, maybe you're afraid of COVID-19, maybe you have got the, uh, you're on shift work, or, or you're out of town, or you're just searching for God, I don't, I don't, doesn't matter what it is, we love you. Keep on watching, because online has been a great victory for Church Unlimited. That's one of the great answers that has come out of COVID-19, what the enemy meant for evil. God has worked it for good. God bless everyone online and on television. But hey, if you can get here, I would love to see your face. And I'd love to pray with you face to face. So hey, we're not against or condemning anyone online. Please hear my heart. My heart, my flesh, faints for the courts of the Lord. The psalmist was saying, I can't wait to get through the house. You know, COVID-19 has been a huge hit on churches across the globe. With forecasts that many will close and never open again. We need to be alert to the tactics of the enemy because there's a huge attack on churches gathering. 
And there's a great danger that COVID will reduce the importance of church. Here in New Zealand, overseas, anywhere, that somehow it's going to be seen as less important as people have got accustomed to not needing to get to church on a regular basis. And we need to pray passionately for churches not to decrease, but for churches to increase. We need to pray that God will reverse the trend and help us with this. We need to fight for the freedom to meet. Friends, we need to fight for the freedom to meet. Tell the person next to you, we need to fight for the freedom to meet. Do not assume for one minute there will be no further lockdown. Do not assume for one minute there'll be no more COVID-19, if not COVID-19, something else. And we know powers that that be are quick to shut the church down faster than almost anything else, friends. So we have a battle on our hands. What you may know is that in places like China, you know, India, Iraq, uh, Iran, many other countries, millions and millions of Christians, they would do anything to be able to get to the house of God and worship together in the church with their family. And friends, we can do it every single week right now without freedom. Give God a praise. Give Him a clap. Give Him a shout. Friends, this is amazing. This is amazing. Millions across the globe, friends, desperate, absolutely desperate. If only they could gather. And some are so desperate, they'll, they'll meet underground at the risk of their lives. Why would they do that? Because they know church is so important. They know they get so much strength and encouragement and support and help by being inside the church. Psalm 122, verse 1, I like this. If it's up there, say it with me. Will we? Come on, let's say it together. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Oh, yes, I was glad. When they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's a great thing, isn't it? You know, this message is not about more people attending Church Unlimited. Hear my heart. This is about every church. This is a plea for the health and strength of the church worldwide. Church Unlimited is a champion for all churches, small or large. We're about kingdom growth, not just church growth. We want to see the whole church across the globe prospering, growing, advancing, moving forward. We don't want one church shut down anywhere. We don't want one church decreasing in numbers anywhere. We need every church. Every church is a light upon the hill to a community that is desperately needed. We champion the body of Christ. We champion the church worldwide. We're about the kingdom, growing the kingdom. We read in 1 Timothy 3.15, the house of God, which is a church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. Do you know we're the pillar of truth? You've heard me say truth has fallen in the streets. There's no absolute truth. You can define good and evil for yourself. Forget about the book. You decide whatever you want is good. If it feels good, do it. Friends, if ever the church was needed, it's now. See, you know, we live in a world that is in rapid decline. Rapid decline, rapid, friends. It's so fast. If you blink, there's another law gone past. And uh, things have changed so quickly. And in the midst of gross darkness, all across the globe, there stands only one hope. There stands only one hope. 
in the midst of catastrophe, disaster, decay, decline, wars, rumors of wars, you know, abuse and violence and murder and writing, friends and people defining their own truth and defining their own gender in the midst of a world in catastrophic decline. There stands only one hope. There stands only one organization, and that is the church of Jesus Christ. That is you, and that is me. We are the hope of the world, friends. We are the answer to the needs of the world. So friends, uh, the church, if ever the church needed to be rising, if ever it needed to be increasing, if ever it needed to be more powerful, it is right now. Because if ever the world needed the church, it needs the influence of the church today. See, it's not time to abandon the church. It's time to come to church and strengthen the church and make the church stronger than ever before. The Bible says we are the salt of the earth. We slow down the decay. We are the light in the darkness. And our world today needs the light of God and the church. So in the end, friends, we know the church, although under attack, it will triumph. The best days of the church are not behind us. They are ahead of us. But I'm just presenting a case of where we are right now. If you visited the great cathedrals in Europe, they were all built in the center of their cities. City was built around the church. Didn't you know that? The church was central to everything else. It was a centerpiece. And the world owes everything to the church. Let me tell you some of the things the church has done. That you may have, this is worldwide, all right? You know, the church has built fantastic hospitals, universities, colleges. They've been known for caring for the poor, the needy, the homeless. They've been champions for human rights. They've helped end human sacrifice. They've spoken against incest and polygamy. Jesus elevated the place of woman. Churches are like communities of hope and family. And they're like first responders helping you know, people who are struggling with bereavement, depression, marriage, loneliness. So many other areas have helped hundreds, millions of people across the globe, mostly free of charge. Listen to this, friends. There is no other organization on planet Earth that has done so much good for the world. The greatest, most powerful, most wonderful organization on the, in the world is the church of the living God, is you and is me. There is no organization. We have no compare. We have no comparison. You cannot find any other organization that would touch what the church has done over thousands and thousands of years. You are a part of the most wonderful organization on the earth. And I'm here to ask you, do all you can to strengthen the church. Do all you can to make it more powerful, more significant, that we'll shake our community, we'll shake our nation, we'll turn it back to Jesus. We'll restore a level of righteousness in the land. It's not time to abandon the church. It's time to join the church and make it stronger than ever before. God is gonna change things. God is gonna change things. In Europe in the 1600s and the 1800s, they would build a belfry in every church, in every village. There's a belfry. A belfry was a bell. I brought myself a bell here today. We, we hide it. I don't have my own one. And the reason for the bell was come Sunday, the bell would ring. You know why it was ringing? I was telling everyone, this is not another ordinary day. This is time to get up, get your kids ready, and to get, find your way to church. The bell would ring far and wide and loud and all over the place. And friends, you and I should hear this bell ringing in our spirit 
sometimes around Saturday, sometime around Saturday afternoon. And even if you've had a terrible week, you're feeling depressed, you're in trouble, the kids are causing a riot, everything that can go wrong is going wrong, you can't pay your debts and you're in trouble. Friends, more, you, that's when you should hear that bell ringing even stronger than ever before. When, the, when life gets tough, the tough run to church. You know, when things get difficult, you, come, you hear the bell ringing in your spirit and it's calling you to the house of God. Friends, we need to hear that bell ring in our hearts. If you can't get to church, get online. Doesn't matter, but hear the bell ringing. Hear it ringing on Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, before you make any other plans. <laughs> hear it ringing. Before you know that it's gonna rain, hear it ringing, calling you into the house of God. See, when trouble rises, this is a place to come. See, the world today is in moral decline more than ever before. I don't think it's ever been more important for you to get into church or at least be online. It's never more important to have your children in church where they've been taught the right ways of God. Friends, out there, it's, it's, it's a rat race. It's never more important to have your teenagers in church. Friends, for, for, the, for the future, they, they need it, friends. So much takes place in our hearts and in our lives. And, but the, the sad thing, friends, I, I believe the sound of the bell ringing has been silenced in too many hearts. And today we have tens of thousands of Christians just in New Zealand that no longer hear that bell ringing on Sunday. And, and so they're no longer getting themselves to church. I pray that you'll never be one of those that the bell gets silenced in your heart. Tap, tap the person next to you and say, don't let that bell get silenced in your heart. And if you only hear it every second week, it's time to hear it every week. You only hear it once a month. It's time to hear it every week and get into the house of God. You know, the society, family, friends, culture is telling us church is not that important. Church is not, even your friends will tell you, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, but, but friends, the reality is, you know, there's been a drift away from uh, regular t attendance. You know, more people, people come less often than they used to come. But I'm here to tell you, friends, God's gonna change that. God is going to change it. He is going to set his church on fire. He is going to set you on fire. And you're going to come running to church. And wild horses won't be able to keep you at home because something in your spirit is going to say, I've got to get into the house of the Lord to worship my King, to worship my Lord, to worship my Redeemer, to worship the one that has done so much for me in my lifetime. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think, well, it doesn't make any difference getting to church. It makes a massive difference. Let me put it this way. When you've had a meal, I wonder how many of you notice, you're thinking, well, after fasting you notice it, but normally when you have a meal, how many of you feel, wow, what a difference that's made in my life? No. You miss three or four meals? Guess what? You know how much difference it's made. We experience that during fasting. It's like church, friends. Every time you come to church, you may not feel that a lot has changed. You may go and think, oh, that didn't do much. Friends, it's like eating food. You keep eating, keep coming in, friends. Something is happening in your life. You're being built up. You're being strengthened. You know, every time you come to church, it's add va it adds value to your life. It adds value to your faith. It adds value to your family. It, you can't see it each time, but it's adding value every time you come. Friends, and if you don't come long enough, eventually, you know, your whole, whole faith begins to fade. And uh, you be, you, in the end, you just say, well, it's, it's enough if I just believe in God. I don't need to get to church. Friends, it's not enough just to believe in God because it's very hard to hold on to that kind of a faith. We need 
the family of God, we need to be together with one another. Being in church makes a massive difference. You know, it takes effort. I know it takes effort to get to church, get the kids up, make the bed and all the rest. I don't know if you make the bed, but uh, to get, get up. I know it takes effort, but Christianity was never designed to be easy. It takes sacrifice. It takes dedication. Just read through the scriptures. It takes real commitment. You know, if you take a coal, you got a coal in the fire. It's burning red, okay? You take it out of that fire, put it to the, on here for a while. You watch in about 10, 15 minutes, it's lost its fire. This happens to Christians. You get that fire coal back, then you put it back in the fire. It's not long before it warms up again. Friends, we need the faith, the fire, the love, the encouragement of others to keep our faith burning. Keep our faith burning. We need one another, friends. We need the support that others provide for us. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the matter of some, but exhorting one another so much more this day you see the day approaching. So let me just begin to wrap this up. Why is church so important? Well, number one, church is community. You know, it's never about... It was never about living the Christian life alone. It was never about that and gathering, never gathering with other believers. Isolation is not good for anyone. Craig Rochelle puts it this way, a great, great speaker. Do not reduce church to listening to a podcast. It's so much more than that. It's community. It's worshiping with others, praying for others, hurting with others, serving others, being involved in the lives of others. There's going to be a jigsaw come up on the screen there. How many of you do jigsaws? And you know, if there's a piece missing, that black one there. If there's a piece missing, you know, if you, you do a jigsaw, you feel really upset, don't you? Search high and low. If that's you and you're missing, then it's not the same. It's not the same. We miss you. The tapestry of this place is not the same because you are missing. Please don't think that, you know, there's, some, there's thousands of jigsaws in this place, so it doesn't matter. Our pieces, it doesn't matter. Friends, it does matter. It does matter. You matter. You are important. You add value to the church. You have gifts that you bring to this place. We need, you need us and we need you. Please, from now on, don't be the missing part in the jigsaw puzzle because every part is important. You know you grow best when you're in community, not on your own. God wired the universe in such a way that we need one another. That's how it's wired. And that's why the phrase one another is used 58 times in the New Testament. It says love one another, care for one another, encourage one another, pray for one another. Love. It goes on and on, 58 times about one another. So God didn't design you or me to go through life on our own. In fact, it's pretty hard to do that. We all need spiritual family. You need people around you, but it doesn't stop there. They need you around them. So we need each other. Tell the person next to you, I really need you. <laughs> Growth requires community. Let's say it together. Growth requires community. Very hard to grow on your own. If you're online, hey, work out ways to be in community and still grow. Hey, we love you out there. There's no judgment of online or anything like this. This is a case for the importance of the church with the enemy is attacking big time. As I wrap this up, research, you might like this. Research shows 
People who regularly attend church, uh-huh, listen, report less depression. Didn't say none. Less depression. This is strong research. Uh, they're happier in their jobs. Anyone like to be happier in your job? Yeah, well, if you missed church last week, you probably had a miserable day at work. All right. <laughs> happy in your jobs. It's good for your health. Anyone want good health? It's for older people, not me, but older people, it reduces blood pressure. You actually live long. Anyone want to live longer? Being in the house of God, you live longer. Um, and the list goes on. I haven't got, oh, here we go. Couples uh, who, who come together to church have higher relationship quality. Wow, amazing. See, I said to you, friends, there are miracles in the house. Yeah. You didn't know that when you come to church, you're going to sleep better, not every week. You didn't know that your relationships are going to better. You're going to enjoy your job more. You're going to be less depressed. There are miracles in the house. Just by being here, incredible things are happening. Why? Because God is in the house. And if he is in the house, you can know that he's doing something in your heart and in my heart. As I conclude, please hear my heart once again. It really disturbs me. That church and attendance, and I include online as well, is far from what it used to be. Far from what it used to be. Christians used to go to church every Sunday. Now, I know there's some reason shift work and sickness. I understand all that stuff, but as a general rule, it's now no longer a priority for many people. Now, I think that right word, the word to everyone to say, please just say priority. See, that's a key word here, friends. And you can forget the rest of my sermon, but maybe hear that word. Church is priority. And I think that would be such a fantastic thing to do. But friends, we must get this sorted. If we are to see the church have a greater influence in the world, if we're to see transformation in our, in our lives, in our community, and in our nation, and even beyond that, as well as that, friends, we need to get this sorted. Because friends, if we don't model church on Sunday to our children, to our grandchildren, then friends, the chances that they are going to be regular in church is gonna get less and less and less and less. Friends, for the sake of the next generations, we must model having our family, having our children in church. Friends, remember, Every one of us is a model. People watch how we live. They look at our value on church and they follow our value, especially if you're a parent or if you're a leader in the church, in any department, people are watching you so close to you, you would not believe it. And people model us. And what model we do, they usually go a few steps lower. So friends, for the sake of your family, to the sake of your children, for the sake of your grandchildren, can I implore you, can I encourage you, get them to church. Yeah. Model church on Sunday as priority number one. Now I'm speaking to the converted here because you're already here, you're already online, and the future of the church depends on people like you. So tell the person next to you, the church, the future of the church depends on people like you. Tell someone online as well. Can I just say, if you know of someone that's not been in church for a week, two weeks, three weeks, six weeks, a year, six months, invite them back. Come on, why not do that? People are more ready to come than we realize. If you know someone, please, for their sake, bring them back because it's, you know, that people need the strength that the church offers people. History turns on a dime. And a dime is a defining decision that takes 30 seconds. 
Make a decision today that changes your history. What's that decision? That you'll get your family and yourself every Sunday to church. And if you're not able to do that, you'll join us online or on TV. There are miracles in the house waiting for you. I love the church, and I take great comfort that Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church will rise triumphant in Jesus' name. Amen.